0: Welcome to the Daniel Artest Podcast, and today I got a special guest. We go back since about 2014. She's from the Netherlands. She's an international basketball agent. Her name is Jasmine Nahakon. Jasmine, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Daniel. Thank you for having me on here.
0: No problem. And I got your name right, too, so...
1: You know I mean? did. I'm really proud of you. It wasn't that hard after all. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, you know, me and you, we met in 2014 when we went on a uh, Tracy McGrady basketball tour and throughout China and everything. And, you know, it was a special event for me because that was basically like the last time I played, you know, real official professional basketball, you know. So, like, right. how did, you know, that get set up? Like, how did you get involved with uh, Mac at that time?
1: Um, Well, at the time I was in China and um, uh, there was a need to, you know, for an international team and uh, the people from HuPu, a big internet platform, I don't know if you can mention it, but I'm sure we can. Um, They approached me because my ex-husband played pro as well and uh, they wanted him to join a team. And um, because I clicked very good and my background in sports um, and the people that I knew within sports, they asked me to put together a um, team. Yeah. And we were um, given you and Kiwi at that time. Kiwi Gardener, right? Yep. Yeah. And I had to build around it, basically around you kiwi and mcgrady and form a team that would beat all the chinese cba teams so that was quite a task yeah um it was really really cool um and we did it
0: yeah we did so like when so you basically had to form a team you know from scratch pretty much and like you you was like the you know basically like if if this was a show you was a writer producer you know uh, director. And I was the everything. team manager. <laughs> I was
1: the tour manager. I was the everything. Like I was the point for everything at that time. You know, I had to make sure we were there at the airports at the right time. Yes, yes. I had to make sure that nobody got crazy on the team.
0: <laughs> we'll get had into that. Sure, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> had to make sure that nobody got drunk or whatever craziness. So, you know, I was really the point responsible for everyone. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that that was cool because you did a you did a really amazing job, and I know that you know you had your clients on there, and I wasn't one of your clients. You know what I'm saying? Like right. whoever you, whoever you was representing, I wasn't one of them. I think you represented like almost everybody. You know what I'm right. saying? Except for me and and a couple of other people. So like. I always kind of felt back then because like we, we got to know each other really well on the trip and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We really got to sit and talk. Right. But I remember I always kind of felt like a divide between me and the other guys, because um, I know that at the time, a lot of guys wasn't paid and I was, I was, I was paid to go, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Like the fact that I always wanted to say, thank you for like, you know, always, you know, just, you know, just being there and showing a lot of love and everything. And, and then like, not like, you know, um, Hating.
2: <laughs>
0: no,
1: yeah, I mean I'm, you know, I don't come from a culture like that, you know. Yes, you of course, are who of you course. are and even if, if people have judgments about you because a lot of people did, you know, we're not mm-hmm. going to lie about that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't care. Like I I need to get to know you for who you are before I have my opinion ready about you. I think that's one of my strong points, you know. I don't I don't judge so quick.
0: Yeah, exactly. By other I people's thought- opinions. I thought that, like, I I know people had some opinions about me and stuff, but then I thought that I more than held my own. I played in, you know. I played every game. I came to every practice or whatever. Right. I, I, I participated. Yeah, your attitude
1: was really good, and and the Chinese loved you as well. Yeah. So
0: I kind of thought that um, like, because I remember when. Yeah, speaking of the Chinese fans, let's 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 talk about that real quick because I remember. When I was out there, and you know, sometimes you know, Tracy, he will, he, uh, T-Mac would walk past the fans, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, all right, let me take this opportunity to <laughs> and get to know them. Let me still let me still some right. of this fans. Cause I remember some rebounds, yeah, rebound fans, let get those rebounds. Let me get those rebounds, <laughs> fans. get them, you know. And um, I remember um, it was in, I think it was in Guangzhou. The second time when we came back to Guangzhou, and I had like the biggest ovation in front of everybody because I would normally just go. Out and just walk around talk to the fans and everything, and you know what i mean it, it was a it was a really fun experience and um I know that you know the segue to you know what China's dealing with with the coronavirus you know it started out there in Wuhan, and you know now is in the states like crazy, and you know a lot of Asians are being you know r- um harassed verbally targeted yes. physically and everything so like um i think I think it's it's kinda unfair because like nobody knows who who started the virus exactly it it definitely wasn't intentional you know um but a lot of people also don't know about chinese culture that you know when they be mixing food together it gets kind of crazy because you know we've seen everything yeah i I mean did you try
1: anything crazy with that being said because i know a lot of guys that tried craziness as far as
0: food on the, the the street, the street food stuff like the street meat, like how they do in New York or any type of city on the corner, or whatever when they be serving stuff like that, I almost did until I seen behind me and it was and it was uh dogs, man, and I was just like, no, oh, really?
1: Oh, you didn't eat it?
0: No way! No way! The only thing I tried was the fish. Mm-hmm. You know how they have the fish when they prepare it, they don't take yes. thing out; they just throw it in the oven and they cook they it. They
1: throw it while they put it in a pan while the fish is still alive because they claim yeah. that the meat would that's the freshest meat you can get. That's the way, that's how they prepare it. Yeah. But I know a lot of guys that did try, um, I think it was snake. They said it tasted like chicken.
0: Yeah, pretty much everything tastes like chicken. I had had snake before, I had frog legs and stuff, like pretty much all that stuff tastes like chicken. So it's just, you just don't know what you're getting out there, you know what I'm saying? So like, it could have been something like that like say if i just say if i had the bad timing you know what i'm saying and i ate something like one of those crazy meals out there and then it could have been exactly like transferred into me and then i could have been a host for it but then, see and
1: that's but know? i have to i have to get you on that because i saw a post of yours as well right Go
0: ahead.
1: i i still because of like i've been in china for about 10 years and yeah knowing how the Chinese are because you know where this come from right do you know that back um, and please if correct me if I'm wrong whoever hears this but the reason why Chinese eat everything or that's how we see it in our eyes is because they had I think it's called the cold war back in the days that the Chinese didn't have nothing to eat and I've heard from because I've studied in China and yeah. I've heard from the professors there that they told me that in those hardship times, they even cooked their um, their belts, like a leather belt, even that they were eating. They were eating mud from the streets. So it comes from history why people eat certain things. It's not just because they're just eating it because they think it's fun, you know? It, there's history behind everything. And if we see it in the West as just, oh, Chinese eat everything, we don't understand where it comes from. But yeah. I feel like us in the West, maybe... I'm not saying we have to understand why this virus is here because it's more than just a bet, I believe. There are more things in play. Yeah. But we should also understand why certain things are being done, you know? And it would be very ignorant for us to think that everyone lives the way we live.
0: Exactly. You know. You know, I don't I don't disagree with you at all, you know. Um, my thing with is like, because I know somebody got mad at me, was like, hey, why you always why you always having the Chinese people back? And I'm just going off of my personal experience, you know what I'm saying? Oh, really?
1: They said that?
0: Oh my God! Yeah, my my text messages be crazy, you know? Wow. My personal experience with with Chinese people was was nothing short of amazing, you know? Like from
1: yeah, and that's how
0: me. I feel too. Exactly, because when we did it, when we did the you know the trip, the tour, we traveled around the entire country or the entire you know the whole country. country. We went to what we, 17, 18 different cities.
1: Yes. We and went to years. the smallest cities to the biggest city. So we've yeah. seen it all. You seen yes. it
0: all. You've seen it all. And there was one person that Chinese person that came up to me. We went to um Harbin, the one that's right. like by Mongolia. Near so.
1: Russian. Yeah, and a, a and,
0: Mongolia,
2: Russia, right, right, And
0: like um one of them, one of the fans came up to me and was int- trying to introduce me to another person. I'd never seen black people before. Like I looked yes. in. And they like Great. rubbing my skin, trying to you know see if it comes off, and grabbing my hair and everything. Like, it it was it was crazy. It was weird, but it was crazy. It was fun to be introduced to a culture like that. And um, you know, and I also spoke to Chinese people when I was out there. I still have my WeChat, and I was still you know conversing, oh, conversing, conversing with uh the Chinese people. And a lot of I asked them questions all the time, like, hey, how do you guys really feel about you know being here? you know, like, what do y'all really think about Americans? And a lot of Chinese people don't like how, you know, the communist ways are out there, you know what I'm saying? They wish they had more freedom. A lot of them, you know, they also be like, hey, we want to come to America and study, but it costs a lot of money. And they they also were saying right. that Chinese raise it up on purpose, you know, prices that high, so that um, they can't leave. You know, well, but
1: also, also, America raises prices because I always wanted to study in the United States when I was yeah. in college, and that 's one of my reasons I chose China because financially it was way cheaper for me.
0: Yeah. I
1: always wanted to come to the states, but it is I think four times as much as yeah. an American would pay for tuition yeah. so it, and and next to that you they they double price um, how do you call it where you sleep the campus prices yeah. are ridiculous high. So only the rich really get to go to the United States to study.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um you wanted to talk about like during this coronavirus and everything. We're both parents. I have four kids. You know, you got you right. know, you got your daughter, Nora. Hi. Mm-hmm. you see this. Um yeah. so tell how like it has it been easy navigating this entire situation, and just being like, you know, doing a whole self quarantine situation.
1: Um, I think there are a couple of things that play a role. I mean, we're parents, uh, we're all at home and we have social media. So with that, you know, we have the news and the media. And um, I think it's very harmful for our kids to keep on exposing them to it, you know. And with that also is it's bad for us to keep on drilling our kids, which we try to do as much because we feel like, you know, they're going to, down on school yeah Um, but we have to try to find a balance somewhere because you know imagine how we feel right now about this whole situation. we don't know where this is coming from we don't know what's really going on and our kids are absorbing it you know and it's easy to put them to side and say hey go on your social media go play your video games go you know but that's not a good example in my eyes, my my opinion. I, I timed social media for my child. Yeah. You know, you can do this for an hour and then you go do that. And I think we should definitely have control on that, you know, next to school, next to social media. There are other activities that, you know, go even if you have a, a belt, if you're privileged to have a yard or if you're privileged to have a balcony, set them outside. Let them be bored for a little bit, you know, because I don't know if you remember, but When I was a kid, I had times that I was bored. And because of that boredom, you were trying to invent things or do things or trying to create things in your brain. And that all comes from boredom. So it's okay if your kids are bored every now and then, you know?
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. Like um with my son, what I do is I try to um homeschool him because his um he goes he's four years old, so he's not in kindergarten or nothing like that. So I just, you know, come up I look online actually for free for free homeschool things, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. Scholastic, Scholastic has a free thing. They normally charge a lot of money, you know, and um it's free right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just he's just, you know, he's always on his iPad, just doing a lot of learning and stuff. Um then sometimes I'll let him get a break. I'll let him watch his little, you know, his show just to, you know, keep him stimulated. Right. All everything that I do with him is always STEM based, you know, whether it's science, tech, engineering, you know, math.
2: Yeah whatever.
0: and um you know, it's just it's just it's kind of tough sometimes because he he does his mind does tend to wander. He wants to play with his toys and stuff. And I got to be like, you know, hey, um, you know, you can't do this right now. So I developed this this traffic light system. You know, if you're on red, you're not having a good day. If you're on yellow, right. you could do better. If you're green, you're great. So now we got it to where like, hey, if he's if he's being bad, like, oh, you're going to be on red. You know what I'm saying? We don't listen. You wanna be on red? Then he'd be like, I don't want to be on red. I don't want to be on red. You know? <laughs> All right, so fix it, you know. Like, you know, right. it on green. Then he'd be like, I'll be good. Then he'll go about his business. We also got board games, like we're playing on shoots and ladders and stuff, you know. You know, just guess. I don't know what
1: that is. I've never heard of that one. Shoots and ladders
0: is this right here. This is shoots and ladders. This is a classic kids' game. Oh, so really? It's like you know, you roll a dice. You know, first one to hundred is a hundred spaces, first one to hundred, but then they got these shoots and these ladders. So if, if you roll a dice and this is on six, and like if the ladder's on six, sometimes the ladder could shoot you up to like number twenty eight or whatever. It's just like a race. But you uh-huh. can,
1: you the first get to, one who gets to
0: to a hundred, yeah. But you can get the eighty four and oh ninety two, I think. If you get the ninety two, that's the longest the shoot is basically like the slide. So you can go all the way back down to like eight or something like that. It's really okay. fun. You know, so I just try to keep my son busy throughout the day and stuff. And um, so you know, did you
1: ask him about this? What do you think goes through his mind about this virus thing that's going? Well,
0: he's on? he's four. He's four. So he he just be like asking why he's home all the time. You know, he uh-huh. wants to go outside. So I have to explain. So what do
1: you him? tell him?
0: I'd be like, um, a lot of people who's not feeling well outside, so we can't go out there right now. You know, and right. it, it does feel like that. You know, I mean, I'd be scared to open the door sometime. Like, I've literally been, mm-hmm. I literally been um here in the house for like, you know, two weeks straight, I'll just shower and, and then just, you know, I do my workout in the house and I got my workout equipment or whatever. Right. Um, and then I just be in the house, I'll open the door sometimes just to get a little bit of air, but then I'd be nervous and stuff, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, from what I hear over there in New York, it's it's a little tough. Like I have a friend over there and she told me, I told you she's, she's Asian. Yeah. And she told me, she said, I'm scared to actually go outside and wear a mask because they probably think I'm Asian and I have it and you know. Yeah. So I hear you with you
0: know, but a lot of Asians been wearing masks since before this. I know. You know I'm saying in New York, Asians wear masks all the time. You know, so I don't but understand. Now it's, just, it's
1: ridiculous. Have you yeah. seen what's going on? Like,
0: um, I only on social media I have seen what's going on, but a lot of social media stuff has been. I think it's a lot of fabrication on social media. So I like to do a me. I like I love the research. I love the research. I read a lot. I literally read. Yes,
1: but okay. So, okay. So what about your research about 5G?
0: My research on 5G is that it does not have nothing to do with coronavirus. I
1: disagree, Daniel. No, No, it doesn't have nothing to do with corona. Okay. okay, No, it
0: doesn't have nothing to do with corona at all. Right. Now, can you get cancer from 5G or whatever, or any type of radiation thing? Yes, you can. You know, I'm going to break it down to you. So basically. 5G is on the same sub six um, gigahertz, you know, sound wave as those wireless headphones that we all have, as the microwaves that we all have. Well, I don't have a microwave no more as the um, 4G, 3G, 2G and the original freaking nights and weekends phone plans from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? The original Mm -hmm. cell phone, you know, everything is on the same sound wave. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. Walkie talkies. Anything like that, RF, 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 RF radios or whatever, anything of the norm that has to do with radio waves, 5G is on that wave too. So mm-hmm. for the fact that now all of a sudden 5G is getting everybody sick or whatever, which is both is is BS because No,
1: that I don't believe it's not that now all of a sudden 5G is here and everyone has the virus. I don't believe in that relation, but I do find it odd because my friends uh, in the Netherlands, you know, they have noticed that there are a lot of towers. They were built already, but now they have the white blocks on it, which wasn't like that before the quarantine. So therefore, you know, there are a lot of question marks. That's why I was reading.
0: Okay, but well, maybe that's just from the companies, you know, building up their building up, you know, getting this 5G thing ready. It's gonna roll out regardless, of When nothing that we're gonna do about it. Our phones is going out. Well,
1: to I don't know, then again, I don't know because in the Netherlands, people have complaining and there is a lawsuit right now. The 21st okay. of April, they, they want to ban 5G because there are scientists that have been doing research and they say that the impact on humans and animals is so significantly big that they don't want it around because they're now building it on schools because schools are getting subsidies to have it on their schools, you know, without even thinking what effect it can have. This is a totally different subject we're talking about, but it's just, cool. I remember you posting it. So I wanted to touch on that,
0: you know? No, 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 of course. Like, you know, we could we touch on it all the time. I just I just want to separate the, the the entire, um the narrative between, you know, 5G and Corona. Separate, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. um the coronavirus is a, no, is a novel virus. So when- So then do
1: you believe in the, um, we, have this, we have this video in the Netherlands that went viral about okay. a lady that basically is touching on all different news that's coming out, right? So then one of, I'm calling it a line, one line was 5G, we, caught, we just spoke to that briefly. Another line was in regard to um, the, the Harvard professor the, I think I mentioned that to you too, uh, Charles Lieber, who got arrested in January and who is out on a bond of a million right now, a million dollars. So he lived in China since 2011 in Wuhan and um, he did research to technology. So that's basically, you know, little chips inside our body. What relation does it have towards... Um, you know, our functioning in life and our brains, our focus and all that. Do you feel like that maybe have an impact or a relation to the virus?
0: Um, I don't know because I don't know nothing about no chips being in our bodies. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hope not. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not injected with, with anything, you know. Um, I just feel like the virus just, you know, it started from, from how it started, you know. and You believe
1: that? The bats? The bat story, I'm calling it?
0: The bat story. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I believe it.
1: I mean, you're not a scientist, so I'm not. You know, it's I'm your not opinion. Yeah, I'm not a scientist. Yeah, not a
0: scientist. Saying, um, right. I just know that it, when they it, when it's a novel virus, so I looked it up. And a novel virus is something that was never in humans before. That's why there's like no vaccine for it. That's why the, everything is in an uproar. That's why the world has paused for a second. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking that it, it's just it's just something that just. I don't know if it came out of I don't know if it's from a bat, a pig, or whatever, and they and they mix the food up or whatever. But you know, also, but I also know that you can get you know viruses from from situations like that as well. You know, what I'm saying I don't know if, if that's the exact situation. But I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Back to the five G thing, real quick. Do, okay. do we really need five G?
1: That's what I'm saying. No, we, we as people don't, because the story behind is. You can you can do everything quicker. You can listen to your videos quicker. You can download quicker. You can do this quicker. I think everything I have is quick enough. Okay. Do you? What is your opinion?
0: My opinion is that you know I was excited about five G when I first heard about it. Why? No, because I was excited about four G when I first heard about it, and then with three G when I and it. I like, kind of happened. stopped
1: at three G. I was like, all right, you know, like. Now we have 4G. No, it needs to go quicker and qu- It's basically real, real quick, right? It's basically when I used to help my mother setting up the internet at home and you're on the phone with these people and they're like, "Well, if you pay another 50 euros, then you can get it even faster." You know, if you do- I'm like my mother is not going to download nothing, so I don't think she needs it faster than what it is. All the downloads are perfect, you know?
0: Yeah. So
1: I wasn't excited. But so what was your reason for being excited?
0: Because I can get stuff downloaded faster. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: what are you downloading that you needed that much faster?
0: Okay, like, for instance, like this video, you know what I mean? Or any type of podcast video. Because sometimes I'll talk for an hour, two hours. You okay. know, sometimes that stuff really be taking forever to to download. And if I want to get it out to the audience fast, you know, you got to get, you know, a, a faster, you know, processor or whatever. I'm not a computer person, so I'm probably talking all wrong right now. But, you know, um, if, the, if the speeds, if the speeds is there to to speed up anything, you know, we we are in uh, speed efficiency type of error right now. You know what I'm saying? Like when we order something online, we want it fast. You know what I'm saying? Like if you order something from Amazon.com. You know, you mm-hmm. want it the same day, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I guess my mind is just, you know, brainwashed as wanting it. I need it right now. I need it ASAP. You know, that's, that's, um, basically why I was interested in 5G, you know? Um, right. But like, I didn't really do a lot of research on 5G. I just only did the research with 5G and the, you know, coronavirus. What's the correlation with it? That's all I did.
1: Okay. So um then real quick, I also want to bring to your attention that there was an article. Um I, I don't know if I sent it to you, but it's basically, this is a case in California, and this is dating back, I think a couple of months ago, or maybe last year, where the firefighters um, complained uh, about headaches, about nausea, about certain effects that they didn't have but they did have it when the tower was built on their fire station. So they went to court and they did their research and they actually got what they wanted and they removed the towers because the judge ruled on that it wasn't right for their health. So you know what I mean? You see so many things that are so, you know, research has been done and is showing the effects. And then on the other side, it's still going. So it's a little tricky and and then again, not not just here in the United States, because out of the United States, I think in France it's not allowed um, so I don't know I, I feel like are people actually worried about this over here, or are they so excited that now we can do things faster and faster you know
0: um from, from what I'm seeing, a lot of peoples worrying about it you know I've been having a lot of debates on it because I'm like, you know, you know, like I said, the, the difference between 5g and, and the coronavirus, I don't, I don't see it as the the issue. I don't see it as that. But a lot of people is definitely talking about. It. A lot of people is worried, and a lot of people are, are you know, are against it. You mm-hmm. know. But um, yeah, I, I really, I wish I had more knowledge on the five G situation because yeah, I'm gonna
1: send you a couple of articles. I want you to read it because. I think those are reliable sources, and when I read it, I was kind of in shock. And then, real quick, another thing my friend sent me, right? Okay. He just sent me. Let me open it. It's about Bill Gates. You can't travel without a vaccine certificate.
0: You can travel without a vaccine certificate? This is
1: something new. Yeah, it's on my YouTube right here. Um, okay. It's a small video where basically Bill Gates is having a video call like we're having, Okay. he's saying eventually what we'll have to do is certificates of who's a recovered person and who's a vaccinated person because you don't want people moving around the world without mm. their
0: certificate you know what's crazy because i thought about that even that's crazy that you brought that But that up. this is
1: bill gates though yeah. this is bill gates
0: that's crazy that you brought that up because i was wondering about that like like because there's so many people in the world and this coronavirus is is in the is around the entire world and like it takes two weeks to incubate in your body. So them two weeks, if you're a well traveled person, those two weeks can be you could be anywhere, you could be touching anything. And yeah. then now you got somebody behind you doing that, somebody behind them doing that, and then they're going that way, they're going that way, they're going this way, this way, this way, or whatever. So that's that was act that's actually kind of interesting about having a, a vaccine certificate. Um but should it be should it be like that? I don't think so now. Now I don't want to be like yo you know, hey, have you got your certificate? And then they might detain <laughs> me because I don't have it or whatever, you know what
1: exactly. I'm Exactly, and that that's where the control comes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, a lot of people are like, well, I don't have nothing to hide, I'm not a drug dealer, so it's fine. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about the fact that we should have some type of freedom to move around. So I'm trying to keep on going to your Facebook, but it keeps on, I don't know how to get you off. I just want to see, Wait, okay, what is, what right here. Yeah, I got you again.
2: Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a little it's getting a little ridiculous. And then another another fact, I just I just I'm just blurring this out right now so you can hear about all of this.
2: Really- another
1: thing, it's called Defender Euro Twenty. It's um, recently, I think, about thirty thousand U.S. military arrived in Europe.
2: Okay. Actually,
1: in in the Netherlands, in Belgium. And they said that this is something that was planned already for a long time. They yeah. didn't come there with any masks. They didn't come and there with any protection. Another question, Mark, you know? So what's really going on? Do you really feel, I don't know, is New World Order a word that you would call out? Do you believe in it? Do you think it's just a conspiracy? Is
0: I think... I think a lot of this stuff is conspiracy. I think that, you know, when it, everybody be talking about, you know, in the United States, uh, martial law, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, part of me, I don't think, I don't think martial law is something that we need right now, but I do think that we also need to protect ourselves from ourselves sometimes because, you know, I be seeing my friends, you know what I'm saying? Queensbridge, New mm-hmm. me up. you know, they outside, you know what I'm saying? During this whole entire thing and in groups, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, this is obvious that this is you know transferable and it can be deadly for people with bad respiratory situations, you know? Like I personally know seven people that have passed away from this already in like the last, you know, since- this- wait,
1: you, that, that's another thing. Were they sick already?
0: That, no, 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 because think about it. You don't even know if you have an underlying respiratory issue, you know what I'm saying? We ne- anything can happen on any day. I don't even know. But that's the thing; it can it can attack you and it can, it can haunt it can, it can get you. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that you know Sebastian Telfair, the NBA player, right? Right. His brother just passed away from it. Like they didn't. Wow. Even know her. His mom is going through it right now. They got her in a coma. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they even knew that she had this type of situation, which is why Stephon Marbury, his cousin, is doing the entire. You know. Given the masks from China a million, million
1: masks, masks yeah, I know? saw that you know what right. I'm saying
0: so nobody knows like there's people like like I said, I'm on Facebook live as well, and there's people on Facebook live that that I know personally they probably don't even know they have an underlying respiratory issue. some people have asthma don 't even know they have asthma, yeah, you know
1: and that comes that comes also down to the health system in the United States
0: oh it's because trash out me, here
1: with me moving here, I feel like um i had a I had a small um Shampoo. It's just a shampoo that I need for my hair, right? Because I have some stuff. I need it. Okay. Here, I cannot go to the school store. I went to the pharmacy. They're telling me, you first need to go see a doctor and get a prescription, and then you can get this here in the United States. So now you're telling me, and this is not a regular doctor. I need to go to a scalp doctor. So now I have to pay $300 to see a doctor, to write me out a prescription to buy a $20 little shampoo that I need, you know? So I don't know. And then another friend of mine from New York said it too. She said that her friend's father was sick, but they didn't want to admit him in his hospital. 14 days later, they accepted him and he passed. So I believe that there is more an issue with the healthcare system you know, that, that, that the numbers are also rising and that that's a big situation here, too.
0: Yeah, you know, but the, 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 um, the United States healthcare system is all about that money. Yeah. You know, they're they the ones that choose uh, commerce over common sense.
1: Exactly. You know what I'm
0: saying? And it's just sad how people are definitely dying from this. They're not getting no help they could be helped there's not enough ventilators going on around you know what i mean to for these people you know mm-hmm. and it's it just it's just unfortunate but
1: but, but wait you're know. saying it right there because you're saying it's 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 not common sense what's the saying you just said it's, it's um, not, they,
0: they're choosing commerce
1: commerce over, over common, common sense, sense. Yeah. right so but now also if we think about common sense who needs old people in the time that we live isn't it easier to eliminate uh, i'm just not this is not my opinion but i'm just saying right if you were ruling a nation isn't it easier to get rid of the people that you're paying money for
0: i mean i've heard something like that too somebody was saying like this virus was built to kill old people or whatever because they're spending all their uh, all the social security money and stuff mm-hmm. I- i've heard that but you know what I wouldn't kill off my old people because, you know what I'm saying? We want them for their wisdom. Think about it. How many old scientists, how many old doctors are out there that really know what they're doing? Yeah, but
1: that's a handful in comparison to all the people that are dying around the world. The what? weak. Is it, it, to me, it feels like the survival of the fittest right here. I mean, hunger gains all day.
0: Mm, that's, that's, that, hey, that's an interesting take. But as a, as, if I wanted to start a new nation, like, I couldn't just kill off people, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't Thanos. <laughs> yes,
1: you. That's you. But I mean, you know, we've seen bad things going on back in the days. I mean, if you think about history, then the government wanted to let us believe that there were actually witches just because they were different and they had to be murdered. Hmm. Think about how many women were murdered back in the days. We had it in our history books in the Netherlands. And we, we, we learned about how the government wasn't open with the people and they wanted to put fear in the people so they made believe that women that were on their own that were looking a little bit different you know they were scary and therefore they were witches and therefore they need to be murdered it's just a small example you know that's why i cannot personally take all the information from the media me yeah. as it comes i yeah. studied communication i study international communication and management first thing we learned is that there are spin doctors. They decide what comes on the media. You know, if you say something that they do not like, it's not going to be there. And, um, you know, all the big companies, I mean, think about Disney, Unilever. The whole world is ruled by these bigger corporations. So for me, just to believe that this is just a simple oops virus, I just, I I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, no, that's
0: just not... No, I, I agree with you on that. My 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 thing with the virus is that I think that a lot of people... It's not a hoax. Obviously, it's not a no, hoax. No, it's
1: definitely not a hoax, right? It's not a
0: hoax. I think that people, we, we, we need to take more... We need to take it more seriously. You know what I'm saying? We need to practice more social distancing. We need to, you know, do the thing with washing our hands and everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and
1: then And then now you're saying that. What about masks? Because... They told us in the beginning, I don't know if you remember, no, masks are not going to help. No, we don't need it. You only get it worse. I don't know if you got that. Today, I'm opening my phone and it says that the CDC says we should use masks.
0: Um. Yeah, we should use the proper masks, the N95s. You know, we, there's a lot of people that are just walking around with those with those regular masks. That's not gonna do nothing. You know what I'm saying? But the N95s, the sort of the the, the ones that that was used when people, when that whole Tokyo uh, train situation happened, when they, you know, air, when they poisoned the air in that train station right. in Tokyo. You know what I'm saying? Then you was able to go in there with a mask and help people. You know, those type of masks, not just the regular. No, masks. but my
1: question is, why did you tell us months ago that masks are not working, and now you're pressuring everyone now that it got that bad? Now we need masks. Do you understand what I mean?
0: Yes, I totally understand. I totally understand what you're talking about. You know. Um, I just think that now is is just maybe a lot of people are getting scared, you know. Right. And, um, so maybe they're, they're being pressured to to say, "Hey, we need more masks and everything."
1: Yeah, yeah. And then and then another thing I see also, you know, I have friends in Korea and in in, in other parts of Asia. They're yeah. actually offering testing kits online. They're offering supplies that hospitals need you know and and it's just for me i don't know what the politics are behind it but i've approached a couple of hospitals that i have masks, right and they're all oh but it's coming from china but here you have italy and other european countries you know you're good
0: Yeah, yeah i'm good go ahead
1: you have european countries that do take these products from china simply because it's there and it's 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 approved to use for medical use. But I feel like America's holding some type of grudge yeah. against that, against China. And you see Mulberry, he's donating 10 million masks. What do you think that's coming from?
0: Um, you know, that's coming from China. Remember you even, you even told me that you knew a person that wanted to, um, you know, bring masks to the United States. I think it was like 2 million masks that you, that you I know-
1: have. Yeah. I know the owner of a factory. And actually yeah. I called and I approached a couple of, um hospitals and um yeah they were just a little suspect about it because it was from china
0: yeah uh, well you know in the states everything is suspect from china you know what i'm saying like um I right do, i listen to a lot of documentaries and um i listened i, listen I watched this one called death by china and um
2: oh
1: i've heard is it on netflix no
0: um, it was on Netflix. You know, it was basically oh. talk about the products from China because everything is from China now. You look on, right. you no, know, like nothing made in America anymore or whatever. It used to be, you used to see, you know, made in India or whatever. Now everything is made in China and stuff. And there's just some everything. colors. There's some colors that you know that China uses that that um that are not allowed in America because they it's like it has a certain chemical in it. So like, if yeah. Chinese make a wood a wooden toy, they can't they can't use red on it right and so they'll come over here and we'll make it we'll make it red at our manufacturing sites you know what i'm saying and um
2: right
0: you know that's why nobody buys fruit from china because they spray it with um outlaw outlaw is actually illegal in, in the united states
1: oh you is know? that so i didn't know yeah. that
0: so yeah 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 so you know um that's why you know a lot of people don't trust nothing trust nothing from china you know what i'm saying like me like it's kind of it's, it's kind of tough because like you can't get around it you know, and yeah,
1: you simply can. You just need to do your own research. I feel you need to know what's in there and it comes back to laziness. I mean, we all want that stuff so quick, but if we really take our time and really see what's going on, we can divide what's good from what's bad.
0: Yeah. All right. So moving on. So tell me like, you know, you're a basketball agent, like we said at the beginning of this podcast and everything, and you right. still in China. As well as around the world, so as an agent, how does this affect you know your business?
2: Um.
1: Well, it's it definitely significant. I'm requesting you. By the way, you will see it. Um. It's it's affecting me in a way that I really have no idea how this is going to continue. I have also a job for. you have to, uh i have a job um for a coach that is supposed to be going to, oh sorry guys supposed to be going to uh india um end of april i don't know what's going to happen with that we have that's the only one that hasn't canceled yet but um oops Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing going on. Nothing. Everything is on hold. You know, you get requests from China. Uh, Then the next day they said we're not allowing anyone anymore from, you know, outside of China. So there was a small point of, I think, three or four days where we had requests, you know, like, oh, do you know any good players? Because we're going to pick up the CBA again and other countries as well. And then everything went down again. Yeah. So nothing is happening at this point. You know, it's really, really tough. And even, you know, even the NBA, like, I don't know how they're holding up with this or what their plan is. But for me, all I can do is just stay in touch with the guys that I know, look for potential situations that occur here and there. I've been also talking to a lot of people in China that want to do online, you know, things online as far as motivational speaking for the kids or um, training for the kids. That's something that I'm looking into right now. Okay. But we don't know what's going to happen, so it's so tough, you know? Like, the, like I said, the people in India, they haven't canceled yet, and I'm really surprised because we only have a couple of weeks, and my coach is coming from Iran. Mm. And as you know, that situation in Iran is, is really bad over there, too. So I don't know. I, I don't know how other agents are doing it, which I should be conversating with them what they're doing. Yeah, but at exactly. this point, it's just making videos and um, coming up with, with creative ideas on how to keep on going because I'm, um, I'm out.
0: Are you I'm out of options? <laughs>
1: I'm kind of game <laughs> over, you know, it's tough. Yeah.
0: No, no, I know it's definitely, it's definitely tough you know, especially for you, especially for anybody, any, like think about it, all the, the, the basketball players, you know?
1: Yeah. Like you want to, but you know, I know a lot of Americans that are still in China right now.
2: Yes. yes, And
1: yes. yeah, they're, they're showing me that they're going to the gym, you know, they're doing some pickup games and stuff and, yes. but that's there. So everything now it's so all well, the word quarantine, everything's so quarantine So what whoever is there is doing whatever there, you know? It's no uh, going back and forth. I have a request for some NBA names in um, other parts of Asia. We have the paperwork already drawn up, but at this point, what can you do? You know, everyone is like, shall we cancel it? Shall we see what's going to happen for after the summer? Nobody knows.
0: All right, so do you think that, you know, all these professional leagues around the world should just cancel the 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 rest of the season? I think that, like with the NBA,
2: Mm-hmm. And what they're trying
0: to do, I think they're overextending themselves. And I think that they what should possibly cancel the season. You know, the NBA is just trying to go through anything just to finish the season out. You know, the NBA, they want to play with, you know, in arenas with no fans. They want to put oh um, but that's
1: they're past that now, right? Isn't it?
0: Um they're past it, but they're still trying to come up with ideas like like for instance, like like how the NBA Summer League is. So every team is in Vegas for the NBA Summer League, all in one right. hotel. The NBA is trying to – they want to come up with an option like that so they can just play this playoffs and then just have a champion for this season or whatever, which even means that like all this stuff might run through, like, August or September, you know? So, like, the, the NBA – I just think that, you know, they need to just, you know, take a step back possibly just yes. in, in this season and then just, you know, come back come back next year. That's just my opinion. It's,
1: yeah, it's just – I think it's too big of a risk to make any commits commitments to anyone that's i think that's what's really important here you at this point you know we can't make no promises to no one we can't
0: definitely can't so
1: and i think it would be bad to pr- promise people something you know I, I think us as humankind we're so quick to to promise something because we we want to stay loyal to the people that are loyal with us yeah. but i also feel like it's human to just acknowledge that we we can't do that right now. You know, it never happened that the whole world came to a hole and said, I don't know. But that's the situation right now. We don't know and I feel like we have to step up and take that responsibility because we don't know what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree, I agree. And before we end this show, you know what I'm saying? I wanna go back, you know I me, mean? into into your background, like like you know, you're you're from the Netherlands, you know what I'm saying? You're a world, you're a world, you know, travel person. So like like give give me like give me and you know my listeners like your background like like okay so down.
1: the reason's why i think i have so many um opinions about things is because i have traveled the world since i was 19 that's when i start traveling yeah my my father is from south america my mother is from morocco So I already had, you know, a lot of culture within growing up and I traveled since I was a baby. I guess I was really a baby when I went to Morocco. So um, I studied international communication management in Rotterdam and it kind of opened my eyes. Like I said, I wanted to go to the United States to study because at that time, I believe America was doing really good and it was the American dream for everyone. You know, it was the place to be. So um I decided I told you I decided to take a different route. I uh joined a lottery and I wrote an essay and they picked me to go um to study economics in China. I went to Jinan, that's in Shandong province. Okay. Um, it's in the north. And once I I went over there, I was so surprised by their culture. Yeah. By the way of doing things. I was it was really amazing to me. You know, we're talking about the time back in the days in China where you would take a taxi and you would want to tip them because the money was nothing. You know, 10 renminbi was like $1. So everything was really cheap. Um, But they were so humble and they came back from Confucius. You know, you have to stay humble even if you're a boss. Don't show that you have money. You know, they came from that. And I saw that and I was in between that. And that was really beautiful. But as the longer that I stayed there, um, for one, I kind of, I rolled after my studies, I rolled into the basketball, the basketball life. Um, Because I met my husband, ex-husband there who played for the CBA. I've I've learned a lot from just attending the games. Um, You know, at that time, Mulberry was still playing um who else we had um mike james from new york right so i've seen real game in china when it was still up and coming and that's how i rolled into that whole business um but slowly but surely you saw the changes within Ch- uh, asia too you know mcdonald's came more mcdonald's opens kfc's opening and yeah. it changed the whole culture within
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so yeah, for so for my life living in the Netherlands, exchanging to China and having lived there for about ten years, it opened me up. It opens you up as a person. You start to understand people from a different perspective, you know, versus people that I believe stay in just one spot and you have kind of tunnel vision because you're you know, you're product of your environment.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: You don't have a choice but to see it that way because Travel gives you different um views.
2: Exactly. And
1: also my daughter, you know, I was my whole pregnancy, I lived in China, and um my daughter was there in her first and second year, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> she she actually believes she was half Chinese. You know, she can still count a little bit in Chinese and had Chinese friends, and I saw what it did to her as well. The development for kids, you know, it's it's so crazy because they they see different things. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I, if I and my, my dad always used to say this. I remember when I was little, he said, if I could be homeless with a credit card, he said I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's for me, you know, I'm like, yo, if I could spend my life traveling yeah. all the time everywhere else, you know, who says that we have to pick and choose one place to live the rest of our lives? Society, our friends, mm-hmm. our families consistency you know but you can you can live consistent in a different way and and that's that was kind of the path I chose but due to personal things in life you know things took a different turn and now I'm here in the United States which is also opening my eyes because people think that the United States is something totally different but it's not until you live here you know it's fun to go to miami for a vacation it's fun to go to new york for about five days and go shopping and you know eat great pizza and stuff but then you go home so but to actually live there is is a totally different thing and i i don't think a lot of people understand that and that's okay because that's that tunnel vision that's where you come from and that's what you understand but i believe living in different places for an X amount of time, you really start to understand your environment. You understand the people and you understand the politics.
0: Yeah, That's, that's dope, man. Like you, you're, you're a, a well-traveled person, man. And, uh, you know I mean? I enjoyed, you know, doing this podcast with you and, you know, getting the information out there for people that, you know, some might be confused, you know, some might want to know more and stuff like that. So thank you for coming on to the show.
1: Yes. Thank you. And I know I've been rattling like different subjects, but, um, I hope we can touch, you know, on different subjects, maybe in the future. And if other people have questions or, you know, requests, whatever, we can, we should definitely do it again. I'm all for it.
0: So tell tell all all of the followers or whatever, like how can they reach you on social media?
1: Yes. So I'm uh, Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-E-N. That's the Dutch way of spelling Jasmine, underscore G on uh, Instagram. And my, my Facebook, I'm really private with my Facebook, actually. I just have basketball players and family members on it. So not much there. But, um, yeah, that's it. Basically, Instagram on my social. All
0: right, cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you yeah. for coming on to the show. And I know y'all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Daniel Artest Pod. I'm on the Facebook, too, as well the daniel Artest podcast and with that being said we are out of here jasmine you know hey i appreciate you for coming on to this show and until next time we are out